Hello and welcome to the socialworldpodcast.com. Your host is Dave Niven. Today's show is sponsored by David Niven Associates. Welcome to Podcast 22. I'm Dave Niven and uh, it's the Social World Podcast and you're welcome. Today, um, I went to uh, Compass Jobs Fair in Birmingham, uh, a huge event, and um, I've put together about five interviews, just short interviews from all different angles in there. People who are in the private sector developing hardware that's really cutting edge. People who are uh, just looking for work, just newly qualifying. Uh, people who are uh, at assistant director level in a major county council. Um, people who run a private agency to do with uh, placing um, temporary staff uh, at all levels. And finally, the managing director of Compass, who put on these jobs fairs and who's been doing this for years and years and has some really good ideas and insight about any changes that you've seen in the marketplace, as it were, because he's a good friend to social work. Well, that goes on, and then after that, I thought I'd put on an interview I did with the BBC, uh, BBC Leicester, Radio Leicester, to do with World Social Work Day, which of course yesterday it was. Now, to my mind, that's quite a full podcast and I really hope you enjoy it. Now, just please just remember a couple of things. Um, firstly, I just want to say thanks. There was this guy on the um, Kent County Council uh, stand, obviously part of their party, and he said that the Social World podcast was really familiar to him and it really helped him study and it really helped him understand things uh, into what became a successful master's degree. And so I thought that was brilliant. And uh, so thank you. He didn't want to be interviewed and that's fine. Just thanks very much. If there's anybody else out there which uh, the podcast helped you study, I'd love to know because that, you know, it really makes me feel that we're doing good. Now... Um, only about two weeks to go now, till the fourth of April, it is at uh, Ashton Court Mansions in the southwest of England in Bristol. Um, the conference. Um, this is my childhood. There will be no other. Looking at early years, looking at the first thousand and one days of a child's life, and especially looking at how to work with those children who have been. Um, exposed to what they called the toxic trio, the domestic violence or substance abuse or s serious mental health problems in the parent. And uh, how to work with them, these very young children, how to begin to even uh, understand how they see the world and therefore construct some way of actually making them feel better about it. Reviews, wonderful please, iTunes, wherever, SpeakPipe, that one-click service beside the podcast, just leave a, leave a voice message, I'd love to play them out if you do, uh, the reviews as I said elsewhere, so enjoy today's podcast and uh, see you soon. Okay, well, here we are. I'm at the Compass Jobs Fair in Birmingham, which is one of the major, the three major jobs fairs that Compass runs all over the country, the others being in Manchester and London through the year. And literally thousands of social work staff come here and their employers all take out um, stands 
but not just employers, we're also looking at very innovative projects and I thought we'd interview a few people today who are here. First person I'm going to talk to is Russell Smith. Now, Russell's the director of an organisation called CarePair, which essentially is a service that, market, that, that matches carers with users. Now, uh, you're very welcome, Russell. How do you do? Hello, thank you for having me. Tell us at the start, how did CarePair start? CarePair started um, probably about two years ago in the idea in a, a problem that I had. I'm a disabled person and I employ carers and the guy that works for me, he was finishing his shift and at the end of his shift another girl was coming in to cover the weekend and she called me about an hour before she was due in saying that she'd broken her leg and that she couldn't come in, um, which obviously left me with a shortage. The guy that works for me wanted to go home because he's got family and kids that he hadn't seen for the week. Uh, so I was started ringing around the list of spare staff that I had and it was an Easter weekend, nobody was available, everybody had plans. So I rang up the agencies in Coventry, which there's about 50 of them, rang all of them, nobody had any staff available. And when I rang back the duty social worker, they said to me actually that the only other option available to me was to go into hospital for the weekend, because that was the only place they could guarantee with staff to get me up and put me in my chair in the morning, um, which was totally not what I was going to do. Um, so it, uh, luckily enough, my family live about an hour away. I went home and everything was fine. I had lots of mum's food and it was a lovely weekend. But for somebody that didn't have that network, I knew there needed to be an alternative. Now, as with the guy that worked for me going on uh, off his shift for the weekend, I knew that there was lots of other carers around that were in the same position. So I thought, well, if they were available to me and I had their details, I could give them a job. So from there, the database sort of idea came to mind and that's where CarePair grew from. Terrific. Wow, I mean, it's amazing. It's just the little things that you actually get, get inspired by. Now, how, I mean, at the moment, how, how long has CarePair been going? Uh, as a finished product, it's been going about a year now. Um, it's, it's doing pretty well. There's 290 people nationally that are using it. Uh, we've developed the technology a little bit and opened it up to America and Australia as well. Um, we've had a couple of sign-ups from over there, but I haven't done any marketing over there yet, so it's not massive in those countries. Well, I mean, you know, one step at a time. Um, also, well, look, let, let's just tell people, CarePair, that's C-A-R-E-P-A-I-R, carepair.co.uk. That's the place to look for what Russell was talking about there. But I also want to ask him a little bit about another company that he's quite involved with called Dad in a Shed. Now, you can find that at dadinashed.com. But... Russell, explain a little bit about it, would you? Okay, so Dad in a Shed is our retail company. I started it with my dad, and literally, if you were to visit his offices, it is his shed in the back garden. Um, and what we do, we take products that are mainstream and convert them to be disability-friendly. Um, one of the things, my dad always made things for me as a kid. You know, As I was growing up, he made ramps and he made a little swivelly chair so I could scoot around on my bum like all the other kids, and an electric go-kart when I couldn't pedal mine. He just builds all sorts of things. So we took that mentality with mainstream technology and repurposed it to make disability related products but at totally affordable prices. Sounds good and of course that's in development as well I take it and growing. Yes we're, we're working with all sorts of different suppliers we've just got hold of an eye gaze system. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I really was impressed when I had a look at it on your stand there. Could you just kind of describe it for a, for a, for a listening audience? Yeah, for those of you that aren't familiar with eye gaze technology, for people that have very serious disabilities where physically they have no movement apart from their eyes, you can use what are known as eye gaze systems which track your eye movement and allow you to use computers. So with our system you can 
user communication aid. You can control your environment as well, so switch on and off your lights at home and turn over your TV if you want to and that sort of thing. Excellent. Well, listen, I wish you all the very best, both here and with the, both the companies in the future. Russell, thank you very much for talking to us. No problem. Thanks a lot. Okay, now here I'm joined by a couple of visitors to the Compass Jobs Fair. Um, Charlotte Quinney. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. Now, Charlotte's just finishing an MSW, soon to qualify, soon to enter the world of work. And uh, what did you come here looking for, Charlotte? Um, just an interest in really what councils offer, um, maybe private companies as well, because I'm not too sure if I want to do um, a social work qualifying role. Um, a chance to network, really, too. So. And are you? Is it proving successful? Um, yes and no. I was a bit disappointed because there wasn't as many local authorities as I thought there would be, um, particularly in my area. But yeah, it's been good. The few of the seminars have been quite informative. So, yeah, yes and no. Okay. So, ultimately, what particular, if you did carry on and do enter social work proper, what, what particular discipline takes your fancy? What particular area would you like to work in? I think child protection, but I'm in a looked after children's team at the moment. So, keep it within children's services, but possibly child protection more so. Thanks very much. Okay, well, I'm also joined by Matthew Bennett, who's also completing, in his case, a BA. He's in the third year. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Matthew. Hello. So, what brought you here? What was your idea? What were you thinking about when you came? Um, for me personally, I came here because, um, like you said, I'm going to qualify in about three or so months, and I really want to get a foothold in the social work career. And for me, I just want to try and get a job so I can progress and get, get to my ideal goal. And have, has, has it been useful for you? It's been really good. I mean, I uh, mirror what um, Charlotte's just said about the local authorities. I mean, I, I would have thought there would be a lot more. Well, I mean, I, again, I'll be asking the people that are running this a bit later, you know, what their thoughts are, because I know they've done so terrifically successful ones in mm. the past, so it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'm quite tailored to pretty much anywhere in the country. So... I can, I'm, so I'm pretty much tailored to anywhere in the country, but for some people it might be a bit limiting, I think, but I think so far it's been really good. Alright, so what particular discipline are you going to be looking at? Um, ideally I'd like to go into drug, sort of like centred like rehabilitation, maybe an in-house sort of a social worker or maybe something to do with mental health. I think that'd be really, really interesting. Well thanks very much indeed for joining us, both you and Charlotte, thank you. Thank you. Okay, here I am with uh, Alex Sylvester, and Alex is Associate Director of Affinity Workforce. Alex, welcome. Uh, thank you. Can you tell me, why, why did you bring Affinity here to the Compass Jobs Fair today? I mean, what, what did you think would be a value for your company? Um, I think we've, we've got a long and established kind of working relationship with Compass and uh, historically we've, we've uh, found a good access to a new, newly qualified market which I think is something that maybe isn't taken on board so we're looking at developing that over the next kind of five to ten years um, but we're also looking at engaging with the other presenters and uh, exhibitors here to, to, to kind of build that network and get the brand out there. Okay, now... Just give us a little rundown quickly about what Affinity offers as a service. 
Well, Affinity uh, has been set up uh, specifically to look at the project and direct supply market in social care. Um, I think as the market's developing, uh, it's, it's a bespoke model for recruitment, so it's, it's hopefully a unique model. Okay. And um, you're obviously fairly, you've restructured recently, you were telling me, and has that now taken, are you much more pleased with the new, uh, the new landscape, if you like? I think, um, as I said, part of the restructure is we've kind of devolved this part of the service from a much larger straight kind of old standard social work model. I think the bespoke model under Affinity is designed for the market moving forward. Okay, now just finally then, would you like to say what your website is? Because people might want to get much more information about you. Um, it's actually under construction at the moment um, because, as I said, we're, Affinity is two weeks old, but it's uh, www.affinityworkforce.co.uk. Alex, thanks ever so much. Okay, well, I'm here with Sarah Hammond, and Sarah is the Assistant Director of Special Children's Services for Kent County Council. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you very much. Now, you've been here all morning at the Compass Fair. You've got a stand on behalf of Kent County Council. You've obviously come here with a purpose, uh, recruitment presumably, but also telling people about Kent, I guess. Successful? Very successful, yes. We've had uh, a lot of interest, particularly from colleagues who are newly qualified, coming to um, look to start their social work career at the end of the summer. Um, and it really is good to see such a level of enthusiasm and um, real determination to make a difference, particularly for children, which is the area that I'm, I'm interested in. So yes, we, we, we've managed to get some very good candidates interested. Good, very pleased to hear it. I mean, are you new to Compass or have you been a, a stalwart of Compass for a while? Uh, Kent's been a stalwart of Compass for a little while. This is my second Compass uh, event. I attended the event in um, London just before Christmas. Uh, and it's been really interesting to see a different cohort of, of individuals coming to this particular one, to, to, to the London one. So, um, yeah, it's been very good. So, also, what other areas would you think would be beneficial to actually look into for Kent that you haven't been able to yet? I mean, for adult, I mean, are you aware that your colleagues in adult services are, are just as needy of staff? Um, colleagues in adult services have a slightly different need to us. We are clearly looking for um, a whole cohort workforce of statutory social workers. For colleagues in adult services, they have a variety of professional um, staff in their in their cohort so um, probably our need is greater at the moment <laughs> and just finally I mean I know you've seen the seminar program that, that's put on at these events as well I mean is it difficult finding any time to go and actually see them because there's quite a variety isn't there there's a really good variety I've been a, a speaker myself um, tell me what you were talking about um, I was talking about the social work contract uh, based on Eileen Munro's work looking at and talking really with uh, with the the cohort of social workers that were in there about narrative thinking and how can we be a little bit more um, or less prescriptive really in the way we approach families all that issues around um, sort of uh, ambiguity and context that, that that we hear children's stories in really so yeah no it was, it's been really and it went, went went down well uh, yeah it, it did go down well yes there was an applause at the end so that's, that's <laughs> okay. always helpful <laughs> Is this anything that anybody else can access? Is it on a website, any, any of the work you've done, any as a power presentation or any, any text yeah. at all? I mean, certainly the power presentation is, and um, if anybody wants to email me at sarah.hammond, sorry, sarah.hammond sarah at kent.gov.uk, uh, then I'm more than happy to send them the, the presentation. Sarah, thank you very much indeed. 
My pleasure. Okay, well, I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Pearson, who's the managing director of Compass. Uh, Mark's put all of this together with his team. He's a regular old hand at it now because Compass does three of these major fairs a year. This one, Birmingham, but Manchester, London as well. So, welcome, Mark. How, how is this one standing up against others that you've done? Uh, it's been a great day. It's been a, a pleasure to be here, actually, and seeing so many people having a good time. Uh, I think one of the things we've done here, this is our first time at uh, Millennium Point, having been at the ICC for 13 years. Uh, one of the things we know, we've enjoyed linking up uh, with Basel for World Social Work Day. Uh, I think that's brought in a lot of um, qualified senior, senior social workers. Uh, I think a lot of the promotion and marketing that we did for the event before uh, coming here has also, um, I think, highlighted the, the width of our seminar program that we put on free and again attracts very high qualified social workers. A newly qualified social workers are brilliant to have and we always have a lot of those. I think uh, more and more our exhibitors, local authorities uh, specifically, are looking for to fill senior posts and they've been doing so successfully here today which is great, really good to see. Is that been the pattern of previous fairs or as far as the job market in social work is concerned, have you seen any significant changes over the last couple of years? Um, no, not really. I think um, I think as a company we have got better at, at um, getting the senior workers in here. Uh, I, I think there's always a need for senior staff. There just will be. And uh, you know, I'd say it's a sad reflection of how much society needs social workers, but it's, it's the truth of the matter. Um, it would be nice to see more support for newly qualifieds and some of the local authorities who are here have got very good uh, mentoring schemes and training schemes and post-qualifying schemes in place as well and they've realised that you know there, there is a place to take uh, NQSWs on and develop them for the future. Um, but equally, they can they can look for sort of shorter term fixes by getting the qualified staff here as well. Okay, thanks. Now, just finally, uh, I want you to tell us where your next one is, when it is, um, if you can uh, just get to that, and also um, how people will get in touch with you if they want to come along and actually put a stand up themselves, or, or, or take up some space, or just come to it. Okay. Well, the next one we're doing is uh, is branded Northwest Social Work Show, and it's in Manchester, the Hilton Dean's Gate on the 14th of October and then a month after that, November 24th, we'll be at the Marriott again, Grosvenor Square in London. Um, be delighted to hear from people, uh, best place in the first instance is probably our website, uh, compassjobsfair.com uh, or they can ring us up, uh, easy to Google if they uh, can write the number down quickly, 01892 784804 and there we'd be delighted to have them participate. I mean, what, what's very good um, in terms of helping with their success is if they get involved with our seminar program as well and actually talk about some areas of practice in which they excel. And then we find that that's uh, much more stimulating to people listening to, in the seminars than we're in a wonderful place with rolling hills and cheap houses and you can talk about that kind of thing on your exhibition stand, but get involved with the practice end of our seminars. Mark Pearson, thank you very much. Thank you, David.
Let's speak to David Niven, a member and former chair of the British Association of Social Workers. Good morning, David. Good morning. Um, Social work really did hit the headlines, didn't it? And it wasn't in a good way. The death of Baby P in 2007, uh, things didn't really get much better for the profession after that. But have they now changed, do you think? Well, I think, yes, they have. But it's a bit like an oil tanker. You know, it's a very slow change because there's still um, an awful lot of challenges for social workers. I mean, that was lovely listening to the the people you interviewed there. And uh, for once, you know, just getting some positive um, sounds coming out about social work because it's something that I thoroughly believe in and most of the people I know working in the profession do. It's just that sometimes you're too busy kind of spinning the plates at the end of sticks and running around keeping them spinning to actually be able to talk to people properly about what you do. Um, I, I think it's changed considerably because, yes, Baby P and various others like that were, were scandals that hit the headlines and, and almost that's what people think about social work. They think they're a beleaguered, kind of bunkered-down profession with very sort of tired people kind of trying desperately to balance damned if you do, damned if you don't, and all that kind of thing. But really, every day there are thousands of social workers up and down the country who are making a real difference to people's lives, and that's the bit I'd love to focus on. Um, we heard a moment ago that Leicestershire County Council had been quite successful in recruiting new social workers and, and growing that department. Mm. I mean, does that compare with the picture nationally or is it is no it... not well yes and no it's, it's, it's a you know curate's egg it's good in parts uh, i mean there are parts of the country still that have got very high vacancy rates some some authorities still have got in the sort of 20 percent you know kind of figures um so does uh, this mean that leicestershire county council is a sort of uh, you know um a shining example of of, of uh, social work at, well leicestershire know. county council is a good example by all means and, and and there are many others up and down the country but there are others that still have real trouble recruiting and I, and i think that's where um problems occur because the the existing social workers in post have to cover more or they've got lots of agency staff and now agency staff are generally good but they're very short-term, and they're not necessarily there for the long haul. And that's part of social work, is actually forming long relationships with um, the people they're working with. So, yes, Leicester's good. Uh, I mean, and... and um, what I makes it hope- stand out? What makes it special? I, well, I'm not, I'm not particularly familiar with Leicester itself, but uh, obviously you've got good management, and obviously you've got good um, priorities by way of recruitment and staff care. These are the, the key issues that actually will make people not re- not only recruit well, but retain staff well. Um, is there, you know, you talk about still there's a little bit of this um, stigma around social work. Is that the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of, of making the wrong decision? Yes, it is, actually. I mean, um, interestingly enough, I, I was talking to uh, an American the other day uh, who runs a social work podcast, just like I do in this country, and effectively, the way that they recruit is different to us. And, and they were quite envious of the fact that we've now introduced sort of two years before you can go. You can't go straight from school, you know. It's sort of two years before you, you've got to actually have some life experience. And I think that's crucial, you know, getting that early life experience. We are changing around social work education now and, and looking more to, to improve it. But at the same time, the people we're recruiting tend to be much more rounded when they come in and that's so important because it's a very very um, critical job at, at some places david good to talk to you this morning thank you for your time thank you david niven a member and former chair of the british association of social workers
Well, we're now bringing this episode to a close. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Please visit www.socialworldpodcast.com or tweet us at Dave Niven. And if you like, please sign up for the regular newsletter. Thank you very much indeed for listening. See you next time.